0: How's it going, everybody? Adrian here. Welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily Update for Wednesday, July the 7th. Hey, I hope you're doing well, and let's go ahead and jump right into the news, shall we? By far the biggest news from today is Nintendo, which announced an upgraded model of the Nintendo Switch. Now, before it was ever announced, a lot of us were calling it the Switch Pro. Nintendo has officially called it the Nintendo Switch OLED model, or OLED model. And unfortunately, this upgrade is actually pretty underwhelming considering what a lot of people were expecting, but I'll list all of the changes for you. First of all, it's going up to a 7-inch screen compared to the 6.2-inch screen on the original model, and of course, it's an OLED screen. It has a wider stand so that you can prop it up with a little bit more stability compared to the tiny stick that they gave you on on the current version. It now has 64 gigabytes of storage compared to 32. It has enhanced audio, and there is also now an Ethernet port on the dock. And that's pretty much it. Oh, it's also white. It looks super sleek, and I wish that I had that option when I bought my Switch, but nonetheless. Now, what I'll say about this is that before this was announced, it was pretty heavily reported from credible journalists that there was going to be 4K resolution and increased hardware power in this uh, device. And that just isn't here. It's going to output at 1080p, docked, 720p portable, same as current. And there are no major internal changes, according to Nintendo. So this tells us that either the journalists got it wrong, or possibly that there is still another version of the Switch in the works. Of course, if that is the case, we probably won't hear about it for a long while, because they just announced a new one. Now, if you would like to purchase the Nintendo Switch OLED model, it is going to be $350 American dollars. That's a $50 increase from the original. And it is going to be releasing on October 8th, which is the same day as Metroid Dread. So I guess the big question is, if you already have a Switch, should you upgrade to this one? In my opinion, I would say no. Unless you are super gung-ho on having a larger screen, or more internal storage, or something like that. Or if you're a collector, obviously, then you're going to want it. But for the most part, it's basically the same Switch with a slight upgrade. If you don't already own a Switch and you want to buy one, this does seem like a great place to enter in. But if you were hoping for increased horsepower, you're going to have to wait a little longer. According to Sensor Tower estimates, Pokemon Go has now earned $5 billion in lifetime revenue. Which is about an average of $1 billion per year. So far in 2021, it has had the best first half of a year ever in its history, bringing in around $640 million. And yeah, I don't know. I just thought this was super interesting because Pokemon Go, it's one of those things that has been with us for a really long time. It really excelled during the pandemic because of some tweaks that they had made. And now that things are opening up again, at least in their major markets of the United States and Japan. The game is still doing extraordinarily well for itself, better than ever. I think what's also interesting is that there's no other game that has really come close to it, even by the same developers. So many other IPs have taken a stab at this, you know, Minecraft and Harry Potter, and it's still Pokemon as the, as the clear headliner of the category. So I don't know, I just thought I'd throw it out there. If you are interested in playing the game, it's by no means old or outdated or dead. Also, full disclosure... I work for Sensor Tower, but was not involved in the reporting of this story. A correction from yesterday's story, I told you that PlayStation Now was PlayStation's streaming service, which it is, but I mentioned that all they do is game streaming, and it turns out that's wrong. There are a number of titles on PlayStation Now in which you can actually download the game to your console, much like the Xbox Game Pass, and the recent headliner edition, Red Dead Redemption 2, it actually seems like its only download option, you can't stream the game. So anyway, I think that makes the service way more attractive and much more worthwhile, for sure. Big thanks to Adam for correcting me. And hey folks, that's pretty much everything that happened today. I'd like to thank you very much for tuning in, it's greatly appreciated. Also, big thank you to Ernest for leaving me a five-star review. And I'll be back with the news tomorrow, as always. So until next time, happy gaming, everyone. GGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Oh my god, folks, the the PlayStation extravaganza has begun for me because I have begun playing The Last of Us Remastered. It's my first PlayStation exclusive. It was like 20 bucks, which really surprised me. I was expecting to pay full price for it because uh, my friend, he has The Last of Us Part 2, but he didn't have the first game, so I thought, okay, I'll go get the remastered version. And I thought I was gonna have to pay a pretty penny for it, but I, you know, I knew it was gonna be worth it. It was only 20 bucks. That's insane. So, very happy about that. Uh, and I started playing it, and it has me hooked immediately. I'm, I mean, I'm not too far in. I think I played two hours. But I know I'm gonna enjoy this game, and even though it's pretty much entirely spoiled for me, I don't think that's the important part of this game. You know, I don't think the major story beats, well, really in any media, I don't mind too much being spoiled because. I think most of the time I'm not just there for the big moments, I'm there for the journey. And if the journey isn't worth it, then those big moments also aren't all that impactful in the end. So anyway, I'm playing that. I'm playing lots of Final Fantasy X. I'm uh, just over halfway with Final Fantasy X, according to the IGN walkthroughs, which are separated by area of the game. So unless the second half of the game is longer than the first half, which is to say, when you divide it by chapters and areas of the game, then that's about the pace that I'm on. But I also know that how long to beat says it takes about 40 hours to beat Final Fantasy X, and the in game clock says I'm at less than 20. So I either have a lot ahead of me or just under half ahead of me. I don't know, maybe you can let me know. I still haven't forgotten about Prey, which is on my PC, but I don't know, having a living room is like such a change for me. And as soon as I'm out of the office, I'm basically out of the office. I'm not, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind for me. So I just go upstairs and play games on the Xbox instead of on the PC, my expensive gaming PC that I never game on. Oh, well, maybe it can be my weekend gaming will be on uh, the PC. Who knows? Anyway, super excited about the journey ahead for The Last of Us. And then, of course, all the other exclusives. I'll keep you updated. Uh, The Switch model is, you know, I don't know. It's really not that big of a deal to be honest. And I know this is what Nintendo does, like they just kind of release iterations of their consoles over and over again. I mean, go look at the name the naming schemes of the 3DS and the 2DS, you'll rip your hair out. My biggest positive when I look at it is, oh my god, it looks good. Like the white color scheme really works with the Switch and I wish I could I wish I could get my hands on that just for that alone. I don't even play my Switch that much. Well, I guess it's Shelby Switch, but it's our Switch, right? I think the only other thing I'm really thinking about in this moment is the the Apex Legends hackers. I reported on this story a couple days ago. Uh, You know, there's those hackers, they did Apex Legends, and instead of actually, you know, cheating or anything like that, they just put up a message begging the developers to stop the hackers in Titanfall. Because Titanfall is an abandoned game respawn slash ea haven't really given it any resources and as a result the hackers tried to send a message well something I neglected to mention was that this happened on Independence Day in the states which means that respawn like had to go into work on their holiday and that's really sucky I mean it kind of comes with the territory of, of working for a live service game I guess but I think I failed to report on the negative aspects of this hacking you know I find it very interesting the from a, from a sociological perspective, or I guess not sociological, but I don't know, philosophical perspective, but in a, in a very practical sense, kind of screwed a lot of people over in, in Respawn, eh? They have to dedicate a lot of time to that, probably puts a lot of stress. Anyway, I think that's something I have to improve for the future when it comes to talking about stories about hacking and stuff like that. Developer health is uh, very important, and sometimes it's easy to lose sight of that. Anyway, folks, I'm going to get going. Thanks so much for being here. And until next time, farewell.